Uh, the 49ers are absolutely stacked uh, seemingly everywhere. So the question is, which of those units are we most confident in will shine come playoff time? Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's get into the best position groups remaining in the playoffs. Now we're taking out quarterbacks because certainly we talk about them more than enough. But which position groups will be the best of the remaining eight teams still standing. So, Aaron, how about you kick things off for us? All right. This was fun. Um, I really found this to be helpful in terms of, you know, looking at props and just matchups and um, thought this was a good power ranking. So, number five, I've got the Chiefs defense, but specifically the blitz. And that's thanks in part to Spags, who helps this team be really good with the blitz. So total defensive DVOA, Chiefs rank seventh. Crazy to think that, you know, the Chiefs uh, defense arguably better than the offense now. But just scheming pressure overall is the Chiefs defensive strength. The Chiefs rank third in defensive back blitz rate, according to PFF. So I thought that was something that really stood out. And 74 plays with unblocked pressure ranks third in the league. So I thought mm. the blitz um, when it comes to the Chiefs defense is something to look out for as a major strength for this Kansas City team. At number four, no surprise here, I got the Lions offensive line. They are so good and a big reason why Detroit has been so good at running the football this season. The O-line, they also do a really great job at giving Jared Goff time. He can be effective in the passing game. So the Lions offensive line, number four, is a big strength for this Detroit team. At number three, I got the Bills defense, but when it comes to takeaways, it was hard to pinpoint a specific unit because it's really a collective effort. Not only the cornerbacks, but you've got like Dodson, Russo, Teron Johnson, Benford, Rasul Douglas. So um, when it comes to takeaways, this Bills team is really good. And, and that helps because they also are really good at giving the ball away, uh, but maybe it cancels out because they're good at the takeaways <laughs> as well. Buffalo has a league-leading 29 takeaways this season, and they've just got guys flying around everywhere. According to PFF, they forced 19 turnovers on targets short of the sticks. So that is the most in the NFL. So the Bills defense, when it comes to takeaways, look out for that in the playoffs. Number two, another not so shocking one. The Niners run game had to put it on here. It's hard to narrow down one strength. I think you could have made an argument for a lot of areas for the Niners. They don't have a ton of weaknesses, but this is one thing they do very well. Christian McCaffrey probably winning offensive player of the year, and he is the reason why the Niners rushing attack is the best. According to PFF, Niners rank number one in explosive rushes, two expected points added per rush, and all of this has allowed them to be very effective in play action so i think if you even look at epa all of that i mean the run game is just the best in the league and number one it's really hard to find any weaknesses with this team of course i am a little biased here but it's the ravens entire defense the pass rush makes it very difficult on quarterbacks um justin 
Madey Bouquet, I have a hard hard time saying his last name, but he's having a, a phenomenal season. 13 sacks. Um, he's really had a breakout season and been awesome for this defensive line. And then, of, of course, you've got the leaders in Rokon Smith, Patrick Queen. They've been very solid against the run. Um, so I think Smith is just, you know, very intimidating, been a good leader. And then you've got safety Kyle Hamilton. So I think all the way around, I couldn't really narrow it down on one unit. I just think it's the entire Ravens defense. So Ravens defense, Niners run game, um, Bills takeaways, Lions offensive line, and Chiefs defense as well. You know, you know it's funny, Aaron, is that we took very different journeys ultimately to get to, say, similar conclusions where there may be an obvious trend as far as what I'm looking at here, but I think in terms of, say, the cream of the crop and what we're looking at in terms of the biggest strengths still standing in these playoffs, I think it is apparent to you and me and to just about every other uh, Joe Q football fan that this is something where we know exactly what to look for when we get to, say, championship weekend in all likelihood in the Super Bowl. And so, in that note, let's go ahead and look at my top five list. And we'll start at number five with the Chiefs offensive line. And it is hard to analyze and figure out, like, how good this group is just because you have Pat Mahomes as your quarterback. But look, when he can invade, he can run, he's that athletic, he's not getting sacked. At the same time, you do have to respect, say, the few pressures that they allow. Mm-hmm. That matters a great deal. Joe Thune, Creed Humphrey have limited have limited allowing pressures. Donovan Smith, Juwan Taylor, they've added experience. They can stay on their blocks while Mahomes is creating something out of nothing. This group really is underrated. And I think they're one of the big reasons why the Chiefs have made it as far as they have, despite lackluster play from their receivers. Number four, I have the 49ers pass rushers. Names speak for themselves. Nick Bosa. Javon Hargrave, Chase Young, Eric Armstead. This group is dangerous when they decide to blitz, generating a 56.6% pressure rate when sending at least five pass rushers. This is, of course, taking out week 18 when they already had the top seed in the NFC playoffs wrapped up. Fred Warner is on the list of defensive stops, meaning he's keeping opposing offenses off schedule. It is deep. It is more than capable. So I love this group. At number three, another group I love in the Bay Area, the 49ers receivers. You know the names, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. But even that next tier has gotten a lot of playing time because of all these blowout wins. That matters at the end of the day. For the season, San Fran averages 9.7 yards per target more than anyone else in the NFL, 2.3% completion rate over expected. That's fifth highest. And Brock Purdy is throwing into one of the lower tight window rates in football at 13.8%. Still sticking with the 49ers here at number two. This time I'm giving love to the secondary. I will cheat a little bit and lump in linebackers when in coverage just because Dre Greenlaw is leading the NFL in receptions allowed over expected with minus 7.9 per NGS. But if you're making me true to the definition, Jair Brown has the seventh highest ball hawk rate. That's interceptions and passes defended. Tayshawn Gibson, who should be ready to go for Saturday, targeted on just 4.2% of his coverage snaps. That's the second lowest in the NFL. Group has also allowed the second lowest rate of explosive plays. They will force quarterbacks into mistakes or basically surrenders. But then at number one, 
there's got to be a place for Baltimore to get acknowledged here, right? To me, I'm going to focus on the secondary. PFF gives Baltimore the highest coverage grade in the NFL. What they did to fool Trevor Lawrence, what they did to fool Brock Purdy, what they did to contain the potent Dolphins, that makes them the scariest group in these playoffs. Allowing the fifth fewest yards per target is safety Kyle Hamilton. Though he missed the last couple of games, he's not on the injury report now. This matters a lot. Ronald Darby was also a late offseason pickup. He hasn't disappointed, allowing just 4.2 yards per target. And so, Aaron, I think it's safe to say you and I are roughly on the same page as far as the best group still standing in these playoffs. But at number one, the Ravens secondary, then the 49ers secondary, 49ers receivers, 49ers pass rushers, and then the Chiefs offensive line, Paul. Paul, think I think you're muted. How about now? Yeah. There you go. You right. sound great, so, Paul. <laughs> some similarities. Also, like, I tried to spread the love a little bit. So I Me went too. with a different team for a different team for each spot. But, I mean, it's tough. I, I'm not knocking the, the SF love. It's tough to beat them. But I will right. start yeah. down in Houston. The Texans front Ooh. seven. Run defense boasts the lowest success rate allowed. You add in Will Anderson, Jonathan Greenard, Malik Collins, all in the top 30 in pressures. So Texans front seven. Give them a little love there. Uh, I know this is not going to be popular because, you know, as a kind of a space, we hate running backs. And I thought about the Detroit offensive line, Aaron. But if you look at the Lions running backs, Jameer Gibbs, most broken tackles yep. by any running back left in the playoffs, sixth overall. Dave Montgomery, second most broken tackles by any running back left in the playoffs. Uh, both uh, two, point yard, two yards or more yards after contact. So I think those guys could have a big game this week against the Bucks as well, possibly in the passing game. Uh, we know the Bucks' run defense is legit. Uh, similar, Aaron, uh, Chiefs pass rush. I went with Chris Jones and George Karlaf- Karloftis, both top 15 in pressures, both with 10 and a half sacks this season. So, look, we've talked at length. The run defense is soft. For some reason, Miami got away from the run last week. Uh, we'll kind of see if Buffalo sticks with James Cook this week on the ground. But as far as the pass rush, Chris Jones, Karloftis, and company certainly mm-hmm. do their damage. So, I was torn on the Ravens. Who do I want to give the love to? And it was either a the secondary slash yeah. defense or the offensive line. Kind of an unheralded offensive line. They dealt with injuries to both tackles, Stanley and Morgan Moses, but they're healthy now. They're rested. One of the lowest pressure rates allowed. They own the number four pass blocking grade per PFF, and they are third in rush EPA. Let's give the Ravens offensive line some love. Certainly helps that they got a mobile quarterback that can get himself out of trouble as well in Lamar. And so this kind of combines both of your guys' uh, San Francisco takes. San Francisco weapons, maybe kind of a cop-out, but CMC, Debo, Ayuk, throw them all together. I don't know that you can have a better collection of players and talent. CMC, most touches in the NFL, number one in all-purpose yards with 2,023, tied for first in touchdowns. Ayuk, third in receptions with 20-plus yards behind just CD and Tyreek, top 10 in receiving yards. Debo top 10 in Yak. I mean, what else can you say about the San Francisco weapons? So going in reverse order, Texans front seven, Lions running backs, Chiefs pass rush, Ravens offensive line, and the San Francisco offensive weapons. I love that. 
I felt like, you know, when it came to the Ravens and the Niners, there was a lot of options. It was just kind of about picking one <laughs> that, you know, you could have gone many places. Um, I felt like ours were maybe a little similar, except I didn't have the Texans on mine, uh, but kind of similar thought process on some of these. Because obviously the the running game with the Lions is, you know, correlates with the offensive yep. line. So it's mm-hmm. like you can't go wrong there. And honestly, like yeah. last before yeah. I started looking at like specific numbers and cases, like I had SF pass rush just kind of penciled in at number one, but then decided to go like a, the like there's no knocking the the forty nineers pass rush obviously. Yeah, right. It is challenging. Like there's a reason why the Ravens and the forty ers captured the one seeds, and they didn't do it say like after week eighteen. Like they did it sometime prior to that. There's a reason, mm-hmm. and it's not just the quarterback play. It's all these other fantastic units. So one of the reasons why I sort of focused on San Francisco so much is because it's just just such a deep team. Like you look at the questions and like. Why wouldn't San Francisco win the Super Bowl? Well, they do have to go up against Baltimore if they make it there in all likelihood. Uh, But also, too, it's like, okay, quarterback play is a big question just because Brock Purdy is so young and so unheralded and all of that stuff. But then you're kind of running out of excuses after that, right? Like, there's not that much in terms of other key arguments. So that's probably why I focused a little bit more there than anything else. But then you look at, say, PFF coverage grades, and that sort of gave Baltimore the slightest edge. And so that became my number one uh, to go with all these other elite defensive backs who've done oh so well. And when we talk about this Ravens secondary and this defense in general, Aaron, it's something where, okay, it can be feast or famine. Sometimes they do give up explosives. But this year, the reputation has changed completely. Like, they're still getting their interceptions, still getting their defended passes, but they're also not giving up those big plays either. And that, to me, is a sign that they are really well, really well-rounded. And I wouldn't be surprised if, say, Ravens opponents are going to be keeping the ball on the ground a good bit more just because of reputation alone. But also they use safety Kyle Hamilton as an extra linebacker, too. Like, they're just so mm-hmm. versatile as well um i think the chiefs defense is pretty versatile too it's uh, a lot of good defenses mm-hmm. and like another unit that's pretty strong allows one of the lowest pressure rates uh, of the remaining teams bucks offensive line there certainly wasn't a top five spot for them but worth noting mm-hmm. and right. some of the other highest pressure rates like we mentioned the chiefs the texans the bills which play bills which plays into the uh, the takeaways and then the lions are right up at there at the top as well. Like I I consider doing both Detroit lines just because you know mm-hmm. the tr- Detroit trenches you know as an option. But I yeah. think with all this Ravens love, something I was surprised to see from our guy Aaron Schatz, which we can uh, talk about a little bit later as we're going through these games. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, the worst quarterback in playoff history by DVOA. Something to keep in mind wow. as we break down these games. I was shocked to see that today. Whoa. That, that's interesting. Let's go Stroud. And, and I know box scores. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It, box score numbers have never been kind to him. EPA numbers have never been kind. So it makes sense that the argument would carry over. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, the eyeballs and the numbers have been disjointed. So I guess that's worth something here. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we go off the board right here on the BetQL Network.